Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to One and Done Radio. However you are listening to the show, wherever you are listening to the show from, whether it's on Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, like and comment on any videos on there, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podcorn, Podbean, wherever you get your shows, however you're making it a part of your day, thanks as always for making One and Done Radio a part of your day. I open the show on this one, talk about the Cleveland Browns, and the situation with Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield, and I think the Cleveland Browns did the right thing moving off the dude. Like, like who cares? He's not that good. They're saying. Spoiler alert. Then week nine in the NFL just passed. Give some headlines from some biggest games like Buffalo losing to the Jags. Like, what? Colts beating the Jets, but letting it get a little too close in the end, in my opinion. And more. And finally, college football talk. Get my top four, basically my top like eight, really how I rank them. Michigan State out of my top four. Who goes in? Also, it's kind of a mix of like what I expect the committee to do, if that makes sense. All that on the show. Let's go. Let's talk about Odell Beckham Jr. and the situation going on with the Cleveland Browns. Those that don't know, his dad released a video. I guess it was on Instagram or something where it shows all the times that Odell Beckham Jr. was open. And I personally, I support the Browns' decision to just move on. Because it seems like Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't going to defend like the Browns and defend Baker like, it seems like he was just going to say, you know what? That's my dad. Whatever. You know, if he think, if that's what he thinks, that's what he thinks. When he was, you know, he was pretty serious about, hey, the Odell Beckham Jr. has been open all these times. My thing is this. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is overrated. And I don't care what people say. Let me just say as well. Besides his miraculous, probably the greatest catch I've ever seen of all time against the Dallas Cowboys when he was on the Giants. There's, like, what do you get excited about? Oh, because he does one-handed catches before the game? Yeah, he's a good route runner. Yeah, he has some speed. But I just think he's overrated for what he is. And that's why I was so excited to see the Cleveland Browns go to Cincinnati, their rivals, and 
beat the brakes off them, saying, we're fine. Like We don't need you. They didn't need Odell Beckham to make the playoffs last year. Like They didn't need this stuff. They didn't need his play. They didn't need his drama. And now, I guess, whatever team picks him up has to take on his $7.5 million left of his contract, right? Which is kind of funny because it's like he wants to go to a contender, but none of the contenders that are true contenders have the money to take him on. Like Not all of them do. So, like, I think the Jags were a team. The, uh, who else? The Lions were a team. They're not contenders. Not at all. Now, (laughs) all I just want to say is about Odell Beckham Jr. and the Browns. It looked like it was a good trade when it happened. When you made the move to get him, you gave up Jabril Peppers, you gave up some, I think, a pick or two to go and get Odell Beckham. It looked like a good move because, okay, we're getting our quarterback, Baker Mayfield, some weapons around him. We're adding Jarvis Landry's buddy, and we know Jarvis Landry is a big part of our offense. We're adding all this to try and win now. And, hey, they had Odell Beckham Jr. They did not win when he was on the field. They didn't have the uh, the best record with him there compared to him with not being there. The Browns are just a better, like, I think they're just better off without him. Think of the drama. Think of the problems. Like, and if, if this is happening where your dad is out there on social media saying all this stuff, even if you agree with your dad, think of the message it sends when you don't go and support your team. Yeah, support your family. You, you love your family. You always want to be there for your family. But your employer is also a little important to you. And at least just say, listen, my dad has his own beliefs. If that's how he feels, cool. But I support my team. I support Baker as my quarterback. He never saw that. Brown just quickly moved on, said, forget it. If this is the way that he feels, we will move on. I personally think that if you have a situation, even if Baker Mayfield is not the quarterback for the future of the Cleveland Browns, he might not be. But if he's not, you can't have that toxic, like toxicity in the building. You can't have that. You got to have a like the foundation that Cleveland Browns want to build. And yeah, Miles Garrett throwing the helmet on Mason Rudolph, whatever. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't contribute to the culture. But that was also back when, uh, was it Kitchens was the head coach, Coach Kitchens. And look what, how that turned out. He didn't have, he didn't build a good culture. He didn't build a winning program. He didn't build anything good. So that's why they moved off him. Now here comes Kevin Stefanski trying to build something, and is, in my opinion, when you take the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs, you are succeeding, <laughs> like you just are. It's building a great program. So when you have a culture of Odell Beckham Jr. come in and basically start some drama, it's not worth having. He's not worth being around. He's not worth the culture that could get affected. He's not worth it. I I just think he's overrated. 
But people say, oh, Odell Beckham Jr. Like, what about him? What about him? And I love that people, like, can I just say this too? That people out there say, oh, what's Odell Beckham Jr. doing in his life compared to yours? I'm not saying I'm better than him, you idiots. God, like, those people are just, like, just stupid. What's he doing compared to you? You're right. He's playing football, and he's not a good receiver compared to some of the stars in the game. There are plenty of receivers that I would take before Odell Beckham Jr. Try me. So, yes, Cleveland Browns. If you had a Beckham jersey, sorry, burn it, trash it, wipe your butt with it. I don't know. Get rid of it. It's useless. He didn't do anything when he was there. He really, like, he wasn't that great for the Browns. He really wasn't. And people could say, well, he wasn't hitting Beckham. Like, Baker wasn't hitting Beckham when he opened. Yeah, you're right. Probably wasn't. But, like, the drama you get when you sign and trade for an Odell Beckham Jr., if you're the Cleveland Browns, you're trying to build a good culture, it's just not worth having in the locker room at this time. Week 9 of the NFL just passed. Um, some of the big headlines involve probably just I mean, you know, every week. You're looking at teams that weren't expecting to win, but then they won. Like, First off, nobody in their mind thought that Jacksonville was going to host Buffalo and beat Buffalo. Not only beat Buffalo, but hold that offense to no touchdowns. Jacksonville beat Buffalo 9-6. to It went field goals after field goal after field goal. Five field goals in the game. Okay, And it's pretty sad because if you're Buffalo, these are the wins you have to get. Buffalo's a good team. I think they're one of the top teams in the AFC as far as the how they're built. But don't look <laughs> I mean, don't look too far behind you, Buffalo. Because right on your tail is the Patriots. Mac Jones and that offense are doing enough. I get it this past week was a lot of the defense for Buff for the Patriots. I get that. But you have to turn around and say, uh oh. New England's right there. Bill Belichick is still their head coach. Mac Jones has been playing good football. Is he playing electric football? No. But he's playing great football. I don't want to dive into that just yet. I'll go on a whole ramp about that. But when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, you have to win these games. Good on the Jaguars because... When you're looking at the schedule, this is not one of the games that you think, oh, clearly Jacksonville is going to win that game. No, no one thought they were going to win that game going into it. And look what happened. 9-6. It's just one of those things that's like any given Sunday, any given day, anyone can lace up pads and jerseys and helmets and say, we can beat these guys. Yes, the professionals, I get that fine. But still, it's just one of those things like any given day. Now, let's talk about the Colts. Great start to the game. Like If you're the Colts, you have to be ecstatic about how you started the game against the uh, New York Jets. Like At one point, you were up 42-10 to 10 after the Jonathan Taylor 78-yard touchdown round. But then, things started to fall apart. 
I mean, we held on to, and we won 45 to 30, but touchdown after touchdown, then a field goal by Badgley, but then touchdown again. Like, we can't let these touchdowns happen. And I get it's late in the game. They're playing pre-vet defense. They're not, they're just trying to give it a big play. I understand that. But you can't have it happen against the Jets. Like, you need to work on some things. And give the Colts credit. They are 4-5 and five now. I was really hoping for the Rams to beat the Titans, but that didn't happen. Like, thanks, Los Angeles Rams. You are supposed to keep it close. You didn't. Uh, Browns beating the Bengals, beating the brakes off them. I think you look at that as a statement game. And... Odell Beckham Jr., where everything that went on with that situation, that's talked about a different time. But you had to feel good. Like, Baker probably, and I get it. This wasn't like a Baker carrying the team win. It clearly wasn't, but he's got a shoulder issue. You're trying to keep that contained. But this is about Nick Chubb being fantastic, averaging just under 10 yards a carry. 10! That's almost a first down. That's like right under first down. Averaging all that with him. Good for them. Good for the Browns. I think they needed that win. I just think they needed that. Uh, Denver being Dallas, that was an upset for sure. Dak did not look good at all. Didn't, like He just wasn't comfortable. I get he had. I understand he threw a couple touchdowns, whatever. But he just didn't look comfortable playing football for the Dallas Cowboys this past weekend. And Denver feeling good. They got the win. Got rid of Von Miller and still got the win. And Teddy Bridgewater, again, with him at quarterback, he is sustaining. He's a sustainable quarterback. He's not going to blow the brakes off you or whatever it is. He's not going to do that. But he's going to do what he's, what he's needed to do at the quarterback position. Another game, I called it. I said Raiders losing to the Giants. It feels like a game that the Giants can win. Called it. Giants pull it off. 23-16. Just a weird thing, man. The Giants. Like it's just the Giants are such a weird team. Because you know offensively, they're going to do they they got a lot of pieces, right? Yeah, they don't have Saquon right now. I understand. But they still have a good group of receivers. So you know that the Giants are at least going to I you just feel like when they when they show up, they really show up. It's this is one of those like weird teams. And again, Patriots versus the Panthers. Like, listen, Belichick has a lot going for the team right now. The defense is doing a great job, and Mac Jones is doing enough. That's what Mac Jones is. He's enough. And he's doing what is asked of him. He's doing like his part, you know? This is the Patriots. The Patriots are not like like a quarterback running around, making throws in the run, all like Mahomes or Cam Newton or whatever. You know, they're just not that way. They are we're going to dink and dunk and like go or make our way down the field. They're not going to try to unload down the field all the time. They're just not that built that way. They don't have the receivers to go deep down the field. Like, and I I get that they didn't they didn't 
beat the Panthers like deep downfield or whatever, but you just have to just Matt Jones fans, just get on board. Or Matt Jones haters, excuse me. Just get on board. Just be a fan. At least support the dude. And Sam Darnold, I can't defend I can't support that dude anymore. Like he is showing me clearly he's not going to make it work in the NFL. But hey, if you look at the Panthers, look, you didn't give up a whole lot. You're not paying him a whole lot. So, and he's cheap. Like, he's very cheap. And listen, seven touchdowns, 11 interceptions with a record of four and five this year is not a good look. Not good. Let's talk about the Cardinals. No DeAndre Hopkins, no Kyler Murray, no problem for the Arizona Cardinals. And Colt McCoy. Leading the way, only four incompletions. How fun is that? Like I'm, I'm. I get excited when I see Colt McCoy play. Is that weird? I get ecstatic. I'm like, oh my god, Colt McCoy's playing. Is that weird? I think it's a little weird. But like, listen, Colt McCoy was such a great college quarterback, and maybe the reason why I get excited because of what happened in the national championship game. Like, remember, like if anyone that don't remember that game. Like, I don't know how old I am then, but like, remember he hurt his arm. And if you read the story after, like he was in the locker room trying to like grip and throw the football and he just couldn't. And he was trying to throw it to his dad and they're like, throw it, throw it. And he kept throwing and just the ball was going nowhere near his dad. And they said there was tears coming from his eyes because like, like this dude, and I'm not saying he's the only one that's worked hard to get to this point, but it's like. That guy was Texas. Like when when Vince Young was there, Vince Young was Texas. Colt McCoy after Vince Young was Texas. So that's why and like and then he gets to the championship game. He carried them to that game and he couldn't even play at all. Like Texas would have beat Alabama. I don't care what anyone says, they would have. And sad. But that's why I root for Colt McCoy. Like when I see him play, I'm like, oh, good for him. Give him a chance to do something. Because I liked him at Texas. I thought he was fun to watch. I thought he was really fun to watch. Then the last thing I want to talk about, Jordan Love and the Packers losing to the Chiefs. Like, first off, they only won, like the Chiefs only won by six points and the Packers didn't have Aaron Rodgers. So, who should be who should feel worse about this game? I think it should be the Chiefs, personally. I don't think the Chiefs are that good. Like, are they a playoff team? Yeah, of course, probably. But are they a good team right now? No, they have a lot of issues. Okay? They have a lot of stuff they have to work on. And Jordan Love, like Packer fans. Remember this. And people that want to say, oh, Jordan Love doesn't look good. Like, shut up. It's we it's one game for the kid. He looked good in the preseason, in my opinion. And now he goes on the road, first career start, hostile environment in Kansas City, which is a tough place to play. And did he do great? No, he didn't do bad. He didn't do great. He was just there. And if you're expecting this guy to light up like Aaron Rodgers, just remember, Aaron Rodgers didn't even lead the Packers to the playoffs his first season. As a starter, he didn't. Now, he played good, but he didn't light it up like we know Aaron Rodgers to do. To So expect Jordan Love to come in and do that? 
Like, just calm down. It's week nine and his first start. Cut the kid some slack. We're getting down to the wire in college football. I mean, we've got a few weeks left, but still. College football, like, <laughs> football season, like, I, football, season, my, football season is my favorite time of the year. Like, I love football. And I think football, I think we all can agree, football is the moneymaker, especially in colleges. Like, college football provides, usually provides a lot. It depends on the institution. Maybe some schools don't even have a college football or whatever. But for, like, college football brings the money in for, every, like, for the rest of, like, the athletics or for the school, right? Like, like the University of Michigan football team brings in a lot of money for that the school can use on other things to get better stuff on the campus, use towards other athletics. The football program does that. But I love because football's gone. Like, it's here, then it's gone so quick, and it's sad. Like, I love football. I love college football. I love the NFL. I just love talking football. I can talk other sports too, but college football and the NFL, like football is just great. Not the XFL or the AAF. That was just weird. But let's go back to like some headlines from college football. Let me. T- I'll give you my top four to start. I'll give you my top four after I go through some games. Okay, let's do that. So upsets. I was two for three. Okay. Did I not call North Carolina beating Wake Forest? I did. Did I not call Purdue beating Michigan State? I did. Did I not call Liberty going to Ole Miss and losing? Yeah, I picked I picked Liberty to win. <laughs> I picked them to win that game. But they lost. So anyways, but can I, let me just say this about Purdue. Purdue, like, you do not want to be a Big Ten team or a big team in general, probably Big Ten because it feels like the Purdue has the Big Ten's number if you are a road opponent going to Purdue. Purdue's just a different team at home. And yeah, I understand Purdue like went to Iowa and beat them. I get that. But like Purdue's different at home. They are different. And Purdue is just with uh Coach Brom and he's got a lot of trick plays up his sleeves. He does a great job using them at the right time. You just have to look at Purdue and say this team always has an upset-minded mindset. Some teams don't have that. Some teams don't have that mindset built within that we're going to get this win even though we are a big underdog. Like Purdue did it. And they caused mayhem for college football. They really did in my opinion. Okay. Uh, Alabama keeping it close against LSU. Not good. I think if you're Alabama, you have to dominate when you can. Now granted... LSU gets up and plays for like big time opponents. They get up and play. They 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 get ready to go. Okay. Uh, and then the other one too, like I just gotta talk about um, like Tennessee being Kentucky. I know Kentucky's been great, and I I understand all that. But listen, they like they've lost three straight, and it's been it's tough to go from where you were to where you are now. You lost to Georgia. That's always tough. It's a physical team, the number one team in the country. So that is expected. You lost to Tennessee. Not good. Lost to Mississippi State. Not good. So that's, that's kind of like a fall from like, it seems like that Georgia like punched Kentucky in the mouth 
knocked them down, and Kentucky is still on the ground. They just have not gotten up back yet. So that's kind of sad to see. But let me talk about like my top four I would do for college football, and then give my I'm probably gonna just go through like four to like eight. Let's just do that. Or number one to eight. Let's just do that. Uh, clearly, number one, Georgia by far. Uh, we it's just Georgia. Then like everybody else is playing. I, I think they're playing football. And then number two, I gotta go Alabama. It's just remember this: we're we are deciding the top four teams right now. Like that's the that's where it stands. Okay, so I would go Alabama number two, number three. I would have to put you would have to put Oregon, and you're put. I'm I'm basically going off the mindset of what I think the committee is going to do too. And what I would do. It's like a mix of what the committee will do and what I will do. Okay. But you have to put Oregon if you are the committee. And you have to put them ahead of Ohio State. If you're going to follow the rule that you've been using this whole year. Okay. So now you're doing that. Now we got Oregon, Ohio State in the top four. All right. Number five. You can sit and make the case for Oklahoma. You can make the case for... Cincinnati, you can make the case for Michigan State. And I think at this point, you're going to have to at least put Cincinnati in number five. They won, but they are still not a top four team. Not yet. You're winning against crap. Like, not trying to be mean or rude to anybody that plays for Tulsa and for anybody that plays for Navy and Tulane, but these are not good teams. Like, you can't just say, "Oh, Cincinnati," because because they beat Notre Dame. Like, no, they're not. They're not good teams right now. Okay, the teams that they're winning, they're not good. And then number six, I'm gonna have to put Michigan State. And number seven, I'm gonna put Michigan again. And this is kind of funny, but I just want to bring this up. And people can say, "Oh, well, you know, Michigan fan gonna say this." Listen, Harbaugh was told by the Big Ten. That they made a mistake that cost them points against Michigan State. What a freaking shocker. Like, what? Like, duh. We all know that was a fumble before the end of the first half. Right? The sack where Aiden Hutchinson recovered the ball in the end zone for the touchdown. We all know it was a fumble. Idiots. But I'm not mad. Why would I be mad? I'm not mad. At all. But still, going based off what the committee has done, because personally, I think right now, Ohio State is better than Oregon, right? I think they are. But committee is saying, same record, head-to-head, Oregon number is higher than Ohio State. So the committee has to do the same thing for Michigan State. If you are going to rank Michigan State higher than Michigan, the only reason is because of head-to-head. But I still think Michigan's a better team. Like, I think if you play them on a neutral field, I still pick Michigan to win. I think that they are the better team overall. All Michigan State did was run the football. That's it. That's what really did it. That's it. And, yeah, running the ball is better than throwing the ball, in my opinion. If you can run it, run. And they did. But that's what I'm going to do. What was that, seven? And then put Oklahoma eight. Like, whatever. Oklahoma. <laughs> For number eight. So like, it wouldn't change a whole lot. But college football, 
again, we are still, it's still like a little bit early to freak out. Like once it gets like, I think after next week or at least the week after that, like that's when you really have to worry. Like, so maybe after, after maybe like week, uh, week 12, like after week 12 happens and you like wins and losses are all played out. Yes. The last game seems going to matter. A lot of people like Auburn, Alabama, um, like who else is like some big time games that actually matter? Michigan, Ohio State might matter. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State that might matter. Uh, <laughs> I was going to Wisconsin, Minnesota. That's not going to matter. Um, Notre Dame, Stanford, eh, maybe. But <laughs> there's just some games that are still going to matter in the last game of the season. So if you are in contention. Maybe you don't worry to the last game of the season, but if you're not in contention, then maybe there's nothing to worry about right yet. Like maybe you don't have anything to worry about because your season, your team's not in contention. But like Georgia, person, I think if Georgia go makes it all the way to the SEC title game, they lose, they still get in. So it's like, what does it matter? I mean, you still, but you want to win. Like that's what happened like two years ago with LSU, made it all the way to the SEC title game, played against Georgia, and they if they would have lost, they still would have gotten in. But they knocked Georgia out and said, no, you're not joining. But I mean, I'm just, I'm excited for the photo finish we're going to see. But if this season doesn't show why we need to expand past four teams in college football, I don't know what will. That will do it for today's episode of One and Done Radio. Thanks for tuning to the show. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at One Done Radio. Again, it's One D-U-N-N-E Radio. Subscribe to the show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podcorn, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. It's always appreciated. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, continue to work every day to get better and better as a society.